Hey guys, this is While I Talk with Will and Dan, minus Will this week. Uh, the following is going to be a recording that we did a couple weeks ago on uh, Lake Ingbadona, and it's a little ranty. But before we get to that, because Will's missing, I thought I'd just do a quick week in preview and week in review. Um, so my week has consisted of lots of hybrid trips between chasing panfish and chasing walleyes leaving walleyes either an hour in the morning or an hour and a half in the evening, and then uh, filling it in with a bunch of bites on most of the smaller Longville area lakes. Crappie fishing's been great. Um, I'd encourage you, if you're fishing our local lakes, to take it easy on the bigger crappies. That's what I've been asking of my customers. Uh, Little jigs and minnows, little jigs and plastics uh, on the weed tops. I have noticed a trend this past week that some of the nicer fish, if you're looking for a, a picture fish, uh, are usually coming on the deeper weed edges. So you'll get big schools of fish using the tops, and then the bigger fish seem to be using the outside edges. Uh, just something to keep in mind if you are trying to catch a big one. Uh, walleye fishing, most of my fish have been coming on spinners. Um, blue has been a good color. Gold has been a good color. Uh, I'm finding fish scattered. Uh, on the bottom transitions, and that's uh, probably been the best pattern so far. Haven't been on Leech Lake lately. I have heard some okay reports from the east side guys who troll, uh, specifically the guys who, who are good at it. They're doing pretty well catching good numbers, getting a good mix of keepers and throwbacks. Um, west side guys apparently are doing pretty well in the weeds, pitching little jigs, and uh, bobbers in there. Not exclusively exclusively an evening thing. They're doing okay in the mornings as well. I, if you're trying to chase that bite, I would think that that's mostly a challenge of finding them. So using your side imaging to, to find them in the shallower weeds, usually laying in pockets of sand that have uh, weeds around them. At least that's my experience. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know that's sort of foreign territory for Will and myself. I'm heading out tonight fishing along Valeria Lake. It's a walleye trip. I've got a bunch of jigging rods ready, got some big minnows, and uh, some jig wrap rods ready. So that'll be the plan for me fishing um, one of the smaller Longville lakes. Um, the weekend review we've had, uh, or weekend preview, we've had some cooler weather. Water temps are dropping off. I think uh, you're more likely to get every individual walleye to bite right now. It's uh, just a matter of figuring out how to interact with as many of them as possible. So besides some of the shallow, weedy sand fish, um, most of our lakes, the fish seem to be somewhat scattered. So that's why I've been continuing to pull spinners. I'm not finding any real tightly schooled fish on lakes like Woman Lake. Um, I have to just cover a lot of ground and know that there's going to be a good mark every 30 to 50 yards. And hopefully uh, you'll get them to bite. Want to say thanks to a couple of the sponsors that are bringing this episode to you. Uh, Muskie House Marine, obviously a big supporter of the podcast. Uh, besides good um, service work, premier pontoons, warrior boats. Obviously I'm a big fan of warrior boats these days. Uh, I just had a customer I was fishing with and they needed a water ski. And guess who has water skis? Muskie House Marine. Uh, lots of the little things you might not think about if you're just visiting downtown Longville. Um, Muskie House is, they've got a lot of the fun stuff uh, in, in the shop there. So don't be afraid to drive the mile north and check them out. And then Woman Lake Lodge, of course. I was at Woman Lake Lodge this morning. 
uh, stopped by, had the morning off, stopped by, picked up some donuts for my mom and dad, and uh, said hi to Jeff and Lori. Great resort. Um, that lake shines in the fall. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago. If you're looking to do a uh, fin and feather type of trip where you're maybe getting a kid out grouse hunting for the first time and chasing walleyes, that's a pretty good location. Lots of county land, lots of uh, public land near their resort if you're looking to walk some trails for grouse in uh, in September or October. Just not that far away. Uh, give Jeff and Lori a call if you're interested in booking a fall vacation, fall getaway for you and the family. Thank you all for uh, maybe dealing with some goofy episodes. I know this one is probably not going to be the greatest content, um, but hopefully you enjoy just listening to, to the new father uh, be goofy. Oh, I thought I'd maybe do a Saw Guy series too, since the dude's not here and I can bash on him without any sort of rebuttal. Um, I thought I'd maybe do a Saw Guy series for Will. So uh, when Will and I just started to become friends, uh, the first time we, we spent a significant amount of time together is he drove down to Big Stone with me and helped me pre-fish uh, for a tournament that I was fishing with somebody else. Drove down, real nice uh, thing for him to do, and uh, that at that time we were pitching, uh, we were pitching real shallow. This was in April, so pitching jigs into the shorelines. And uh, this is also the story that you maybe heard Will tell about how he was the first guy to catch a walleye out of my, my last boat. Um, he's real proud of that. I heard that about a million times from him or customers of mine that he talked to. Um, but we're pitching the shoreline, you know, landing the jigs within a couple feet of, of shore. And nice, nice quiet night. And he goes, do you ever just, uh, do you ever feel like you're going to just land the jig exactly where you want it? You know, like right where you want it. And I said, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's always super important when you're walleye fishing, but uh, yeah, I feel pretty good about it. And he's like, yeah, I feel like I just can get it exactly where I want it most of the time. And not five minutes went by, and that dude's jig was like 12 feet up in a tree on shore. He like must have overcasted by 35 feet, uh, losing losing his jig up up on shore. So. Uh, humbleness is not always Will's strong suit, but uh, maybe dad life will, will knock him down a peg or two, and uh, these podcasts will be just a little bit more enjoyable to listen to. Uh, good luck on the water if you're going out, and stay safe out there. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Porta-doc dealer today. Porta. I think loose episodes lead to good episodes. For sure. We're right on them here. Are we on them? Yeah. Well, what are you lollygagging for? Well, you had me telling stupid jokes and stuff. What joke did I tell you? I can't can't say. (laughs) Should I use a... Oh, I I got a leather head in here. There he is. It's the most beautiful leatherback on the face of the earth. There's quite a few fish in here. There he is. I got the perfect one, Dan. Good. I'm happy for you. So I'm going to do... Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do the thing that I shouldn't be doing, but I'm going to do anyway. Um, I'm going to be jigging a minnow in like 20 feet of water in the middle of July because I've got the perfect minnows. Oh, man. And I know it's not the right thing to do, but you almost, you just got to do it. Sometimes you just got to live a little. Damn. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
gotta live a little. Why say no when yes feels so good? I got real obsessed with the term guilty pleasure the last couple weeks. Been saying that a little bit too much. Mostly like fishing related too, don't get all dirty on me. I would never. Boy, does this feel nice. It's not, it's not even a June bug jig. Would you agree that there's like a chill in the air? Yeah, it's definitely not, it's not a July feel today. No. We got like an inch and a half of rain this morning. And it was like one of them slow downpours that don't come this time of year. But it's enough to get me thinking, you know, what not you necessarily fall, but certainly like August, you know, because we get these kind of days in August sometimes. Yeah, it's, it is, I feel like the older you get, like the, you do get, time starts to speed up. And there are some like, there's some signs. So you get a day like this mixed in, you get a little red and a maple pretty yeah, soon. Right. Uh, we're not very far, we're closer to that than we were are to opener. Are we? Certainly. Like, that's 30 days away. We're more than 30 days away from opener, from where opener was, you know? Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. What do you got going on there? I'm jig-wrapping. Or I've got a Johnny Darter, actually. Oh, <laughs> dirty boy. What was, uh... Oh! This dude told me, I don't know if I'd ever use it, but I appreciated the, the trick. He, uh, when he would drop line on a fish when he was rigging, he would take his line, so you got a bunch of like spare line, right? And he would, I'm, I can't demonstrate it because my bait's still falling. He would draw like a figure eight in the water, like that, yep. and then it like makes it clearer when they're pulling it. Oh, that's that makes a lot of sense. If you're trying to figure out if, uh, if they're pulling line on you or not, or you know, you weren't sure about the bite, whatever. Thought that was pretty clever. I like that. Now, if I'm if I'm rigging a big minnow, I'll like I certainly consider that, especially if it's a big, big minnow. Right. Although a big minnow. Yeah, they'll is pull run. line. Yeah. Boy, this feels good. Even if I don't get bit, it feels good. I don't. I didn't listen to it, but there was a, an apparent rebuttal on the Pikedale podcast about our the shots we took at them last week. Well, you know what? If they just buy better boats, we wouldn't have to. <laughs> I don't know what they they showed me what their topic was, and their the topic was what would you do different if you drove a tiller instead of a skeeter. Well, first of all, it's a, more of a mindset than anything. Um, maybe not that. Maybe it's the the fact that you get to keep your man card <laughs> right you don't you don't lose that behind the you know but you certainly do if you're behind the wing field not you to some fisher dan uh we haven't marked one since we stopped we when we were dri driving it we marked a, a, enough to stop i'll say i like it we have not been over one since though i'm feeling it i'm feeling it i am feeling like i need to stop jig wrapping and rig so i can do a real you're good job on the boat control. You're doing a fine job. Well, you I just told you we weren't over any fish. You're doing a fine job. 
doing a fine job, man. I think I'll probably own a wheel boat before you will. Yeah. I know you just about did last year. No, I didn't. I did not, You Dan. just about pulled the trigger no, on that. No, I did not. I asked you a question. That was a legitimate question. Thinking about long-term money. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have. Oh, who knows? Next five years, maybe? I don't think that this will be the last tiller boat I own. You're going to start picking up uh, tubing? I would prefer to always have a tiller boat, I think, but there's some other things that would maybe determine. Baby grab. No. What are the other B things? Business things. Like potentially a buyer for a boat before I buy a boat. Interesting. So you're saying it's all about money to you. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Well, I'm not going to buy a Skeeter, if that's what you're saying. But who knows? Dude, like, Fair enough. Who knows what a 208's like? I bet a 208 is great. I bet the hulls don't crack. <laughs> so this is going to be called the shit-talking episode. I'm gonna get a thump on this thing, and it's not necessarily gonna be a walleye, but I'm ready. I am mentally prepared for this thing. I've been dreaming of this since, really, this spring, when the jig bite never happened. Did I tell you how I lost uh, nine jig wraps on Vermilion? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was. Did you, were you thinking every fish was a jig wrap fish or what? Uh, no, it was like the first night, I think eight of them happened the first night. And then I cooled off a little bit on the No more the casting. Wraps. No more casting. Well, like, and I had talked, the I'd caught a couple on it, and I caught them by like pitching at the, at the edges yep. of the rocks. How many were lost by you? Four. Four. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I caught a couple on it, pitching at the rock edge, and then talked to Jason Freed, and he was like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta like be very thoughtful about your cast." Which, when I caught the two, I was being thoughtful. When I lost the four, I wasn't. <laughs> um, and that's like the downside to the, you know, unless you're, you'd have to. You know, for the other guys in the boat, they weren't looking at a graph. They didn't have any idea, you know? Yeah, how were they supposed to know? What did I do? All they know is you... Hey, hey, hey. There we go. A perch on a perch, roughly the same size. Oh, i got to take a picture of this. That's a nice one. I feel all right about my color choice, though. Right. Spot on. I got blood on the screen of my camera. How do I have blood? How dare you, Dan? When you were fishing the Leech Lake tournament, the MWC last year, were you frequently looking at the map? Did you have that front graph on? I did, yep. Because that's like the I only... I could 
with my eyeballs see <laughs> sure. what, the, what we were casting at. Right. So that was a big part is I could see it with my eyeballs. Why do you ask? Oh, like that's the only reason I would have a front graph in this boat is for tournaments. So my partner would have a graph to look at, you know. But more so than anything, I just kind of could see. Sure. Um, I would say probably half the time I did. But you're not always going to be in that situation, you know. But like our favorite tournament, you're going to be in that situation like quite a bit. A lot of the time. A lot of the time I am. I actually, uh, Scott, Scott was fishing with me and <clears throat> he cast a jig wrap and I was like, dude, if you can fish that back to the boat without losing it, I'll shotgun a beer. <laughs> or without snagging it. And he made it, like, to the point where I was pretty nervous. <laughs> uh, it was only probably 10 feet away from the boat when he lost it. Oh. Have you ever been back? So we're still on Inguadona. Have you ever been back to Little Rice? Uh, not fishing. I've canoed from Little Boy to the Anchorage. So that takes you through Little Rice. Right. I've never been back there. It's pretty back there. Huh? It's pretty back there. Yeah, I, I imagine it is. There's a bunch of wild rice between here and there. It's surprising for how many places that are on this lake. There's like three other boats here. Yeah, but it, it is also early in the week. Tuesday. I do feel like we've experienced, we're on the other side of it, man. Think so? Oh, for sure. After the fourth, a lot of people like give up on the North Country after the fourth until Labor Day, and they get come up and close things down. It's kind of a shame. It is. Like Labor Day on is when it's like the best. Right. I would agree. There's so many things to do. So many activities. I had just an embarrassing showing at the sporting sporting clay shoot. Where did you go sporting clay shoot? For Matt's thing, uh, we did the one up in Walker. Really? Yeah, which, man, it bummed me out because I bought a new gun last year. Felt like I had a pretty good uh, grouse season. You did? And uh, I watched you get one of them things. Yeah, that one That one was... <laughs> that was a difficult shot. <laughs> Most, a lot of other people wouldn't have made that shot. Yeah. But I did. I made some nice shots last year. It's feeling good. Just a dumpster fire at the sporting clay range. So. So I did the sport. I did the sporting clays a couple two years ago, and I was by far the worst on our team. Yep. And like sporting clays are great and all, but I went duck hunting with a guy who was was shooting sporting clays with me, and who just mopped me up. And I thoroughly destroyed him in the duck blind. All right. Mm. Clays aren't everything, people. Sure. Clays aren't everything. So, sure, if you have a set situation, maybe you are fairly good. But when you're on the fly, when chaos is all over the place, <laughs> you try you try and out you try and out shoot me. I dare you. You did. You shot uh, more grouse than me the time we went together too. Yeah, well, it's because I'm a great American. I'm the great white hunter. Well, you were. I didn't. I. I just gotta remember that everything is just a hair competitive with you. Everything's competitive all the time. You. I didn't expect you to be sprinting down the the trail. 
And maybe Dan, that's we're, just Dan, we're grouse hunting. Maybe that's everything. Just good, good grouse hunting. If you hunting. hear something, you don't run away. You run toward. I might shuffle. You shuffle. I, I like pe uh, pep in my step. Definitely don't run. Me, I see opportunity. I take opportunity. Yeah. If you hesitate, you miss. Took you two shots on that one in the tree. Well, you know what? The thing was moving real quick just sitting there. <laughs> I just a man. I'm a man who likes to finish the job. All right. Man, I feel like we gotta look a little bit again. Okay. I know you don't like that. No, I don't mind it at all. I'm here just for the party. I've been jigging this little leatherhead. He's been doing a great job. He's a trooper. I'm gonna take this opportunity to oh. eat a uh, silt and nut roll. Right, right below us. What's going on? There's one right below us. How far? I mean, what do you mean, how far? What did you say? There's a fish right below us. Oh, I didn't hear you. Just wanna, just want to catch it quick. I'm gonna give him the old Canadian presentation, the vertical jig. I don't know why you gotta be so mean to me, Dan. Sorry, I was excited. I don't know why everything's competition with you. This was between me and the walleye. You got nothing to do with it. What do you mean, where's it at? It's right under the boat. One thing that's uh, undervalued is the uh, letting out of line while you're drifting. Hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, we've both that done that like four times already. You get from experience? Yeah, but if you're fading back, yeah, a lot of people don't understand. If you're fading back and you're just keeping that line tight, you're just dragging it. You know what I would like to develop? If nothing else, just for peace of mind. Like, we have favorite, we have favorite jig wrap colors. Yeah. But I have very little thought behind which one I'm gonna fish. Like, except maybe some tendencies one lake to the next. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of like, ooh, on this particular day, on this particular lake, with this amount of cloud cover, at this depth, I'm gonna go with X. You know? Yep. I don't even have like trends, like clear day bright colors, dark day, dark so, colors. So I would say between the two of us, the person who we know, who's the best jig rapper that we know, is Jay Epic, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, just based on the amount of time he does it, I don't. He like doesn't do anything else. His right? like only color he uses is glow yellow perch. Sure. So. I mean, that's a solid choice for sure. Super solid choice. But that doesn't answer my question at all. I guess we just don't have anybody to ask. We don't have anyone to ask about it. Whose opinion we would trust? Right. Right. Oh. We should for sure give a little shout out to uh, Chase and Eyes. That's his handle on the, the interwebs. Chase and Eyes. You don't know who that is? Uh-uh. Chase and Eyes wrote us <laughs> a review on the interwebs, and his review was, it was a one out of five stars. Yeah, that jerk. <laughs> That's what his handle was? Chase N, capital N, Eyes. Chase and eyes. Okay, what he did there? Yeah, yes. In yes. His, his review, can you say it verbatim, you think? Uh, he said, our podcast was so boring <laughs> that he would rather sort vitamin B12 
pee pills for his mother than listen to our podcast. I was very upset by that statement. Oh, God. I think, it's, I think it's great. Hey, Chase and Eyes, if you get a chance and you're listening to another boring podcast, and if you reach out to Will or I, we would love to have you on the podcast to tell us what we could be doing better. Right. This is that is 100% sincere from Dan at least. If you reach out to us, we will bring you on the show and you can either roast us or give us just like good sincere comments about what you'd like to see. Um, <laughs> I will I got a few opinions about your online uh, handle and the fact that you write one out of five star reviews. Yeah, what the heck sure, is that? Not sure the person who does that. But anyway, I'm sincere. If you if you reach out to us, We'll get you on the podcast, and you can tell us exactly why we're so boring and what we should do different. If he just tells us to get better, I'm going to be super mad. <laughs> just do better. Uh-huh. That was always uh, when I poached, poked some holes in our, like, our defensive scheme as a football player. You know, like I'd ask the coach, like, well, what if I don't know what I'm supposed to do if X happens? My my coach's response was always, "Well, Dan, that's just when you got to be an athlete. You just got to be an athlete." <laughs> <laughs> Which he wasn't. You know, he's not wrong. You know, I'm hey. sure uh, the real good athletes could do could do that's something way about of saying, it. Right. Figure figure your life out, Dan. <laughs> Dan, I want your humble opinion. Salt and nut rolls. Versus paydays. Not even a no. There, I don't even have to answer that question, do I? Mm-mm. Well, kind of, because it leads to a different thing. I'm okay. just gonna go for salted nut rolls are literally my favorite boat candy bar. Can confirm. I don't even kind of like paydays. Right. I would never buy a payday. I had to fight with my own grandmother. <laughs> about this. Well, paydays aren't that bad. So listen here, Grandma. That stuff is garbage. You get this salt and nut roll in your head right now. You never once yelled at your grandma. Never, but I thought about it. No, I didn't. But these are really good. I'm eating one right now. This is my dinner. I'm going to have one, too. A little nut roll break. Mm-mm-mm. 6.45 nut roll break. Sure, that's lucky. Do you ever drink sparkling water? No. It's changed my life, man. For the better? Mm-hmm. I have a real hard time getting myself to drink water when I'm in a boat. And so, first seven years of my guide career, Long days, long sunny hot days, I would just feel terrible. I wouldn't drink no water, but I wasn't drinking enough. Now I just bring some sparkling water, drink a whole bunch of that stuff. Feel like a million bucks at the mm. end of the day. Look at you maturing. Good uh, conversation starter too. You guys like sparkling water? Yeah, me too. That's your conversation. Yeah. Huh. These are politically charged times, Will. 
Sparkling water is a nice, safe topic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about tough times? Let me tell you about tough times. I was sitting in the bar the other day. The bacon and eggs walked in. And the bartender says, hey, we don't serve breakfast foods here. <laughs> well, it's tough, tough times. It's always good. That's a timeless joke, man. Oh, it's unreal. I told it for like a week straight. One of my favorites. Maybe we should change this from walleye talk to just fishing talk. Why? I don't know. Because we haven't caught a walleye yet. Mm. Currently, we're not even fishing. We can just call it boating talk. That's true. That's very true. But we are currently in a wonderful fishing vessel. Mmm. Mmm. What? Hurry. Hurry up. Tell me. Now. I saw a pontoon on Vermilion that had twin 400s. No, you did not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lee was chasing it around. <laughs> not doing a great job. Could he keep up? No. Not even a little bit? It was going like 65 miles an hour, dude. It no was way. crazy. I bet, like, maybe a third of the pontoon was in the water. Whoa. Just whipping. Have I ever told you about the time? So I launched out of Federal Dam, and there was a triple-decker pontoon boat filming a commercial. Mm. For, like, uh, it was for a, I don't remember what boat it was. Mm. Like a saltwater boat. It was a saltwater boat. Right. And they were like replicating like the brackish waters of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. But they didn't want to go down to Louisiana. Right. So they did it up at Federal Dam. It was pretty wicked. That thing had three big motors on it. I don't remember. I was not terribly old, but pretty crazy stuff. What's the middle deck for? We'll call it the party deck. <laughs> After after party, I don't know, but they had to get that. I think they probably had to have that third deck up there for support for the, or the second deck up there for the third deck. Mm. But this sucker was huge. Like you can't even bring that under a bridge. Maybe we should talk about uh, weather apps, radar, and when to call it quits. As I look to the north, we're not calling it quits today. There's no lightning bolts in that one. But, um, like, how do you, uh, what's your, like, check through for weather, all that stuff, and maybe when as so well? So I use, I use just the weatherchannel.com. I don't have any apps because the Weather Channel app is garbage. But if you go on the website, it's not so bad. Mm. Their mobile app's not so bad. So I'll do that, and I look at the hourly first. If there's a 40% chance of rain, then I'll go on radar, and I'll look at the you know, the the forecast. And if it looks like I've got any red or yellow coming at me, then I think about calling it quits and I leave it up to I leave it up to the the clients to make a decision there. Unless I deem it to be unsafe. But for the most part I I like to let it ride. You know what's the worst that's gonna happen? I'm gonna get a little wet. I don't really concern myself about that. I got pretty good rain gear. 
But I don't know. I, I just weather weather channel. How about you, Daniel? Mouthful of food. Mouthful of food. So I'm gonna keep rolling. So in event I do cancel a trip, uh, I try my best to reschedule um, for a nicer day. I'm having a hard time with this talking about weather thing, Dan, as you're taking a break. Don't have your microphone on you. I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a, uh, you know, I do talk to myself quite a bit, but I don't tend to talk to myself about weather all that often. But I'm really hoping you'll be back sometime soon. I'm back. And there you are. I just had, I had to finish that nut roll. Um. I don't know why you tried to eat it sideways. <laughs> you're, I mean, your mouth isn't that large. You know the videos of like the muskies swimming around with like a 40-inch pike T-bone? Yeah. That's just the situation I found myself in. A 100-pound man with a, you know, <laughs> king-size nut roll. <laughs> I don't know. Wiener I... joke. Ah! Wiener joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we should take a break and move spots. Okay. How about you? Sure. Sure. Last cast, Dan. That sounds good. We may have to split the championship of them all. Championship of Cass County. <sighs> you threw that into some pretty snaggy territory. I'm hoping I'm skirting the edges. Are you big uh, lion watcher? No. I'm not either. But I think if you have a situation where you got a big bow in your line, maybe. You mean for what I'm doing? No, for what I'm doing. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> On this one, even if there's a bow, I think you feel it if they happen to catch it. I would think so. That or you're just going to train wreck into them. Yeah, it doesn't really change what you're doing. Uh-uh. Da. Ah. Dirty jig wrap. This is going to be uh, like an okay hit for some folks and just an absolute dud for others. Well... Sorry for those who don't like it. They'll get over it. Right. We'll do better in a week. I think they can probably understand that. Having a baby. Right. That or we might save this for in two weeks. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Never know. Man, get your body out of the way. Baby G took a long time to right. figure out I don't think Carissa exit would strategy. want that. But... Um, baby's in control, not her. Just give me it. Stop it. Just let me do it. I can do it myself. 
I only caught one fish on the quarter ounce jig. Boy, was it fun though. Thumped it pretty good. Well, this is Walleye Talk with Will and Dan. I'm Will. I'm Dan. Thanks for listening to this garbage. <laughs>